Time to kick off a very special edition of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall, episode 47. My name is Brownie, thank you so much for checking us out. Wall of Sound is an online rock publication. You'll find us online at wallofsoundau.com and we're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Wall of Sound AU is where you can find us. Jump on board, tell us what you think about what we're doing and join the Wall of Sound community as well. A double co-host special we have for you today because two great bands have two great albums coming out this week. First of all Pagan from Melbourne have their debut album Blackwash coming out so I'm going to chat to frontwoman Nikki Brumman all about it, how she's feeling and what she's doing to become a well known and well respected voice in the heavy music industry down here in Australia plus I'm also going to chat to Dez from Devil Driver. They're doing something a bit different with their new album, they're covering country songs but giving them a metal twist. Now if you like me and you didn't like country beforehand I guarantee you're going to enjoy some of these songs, including a rendition of Copperhead Road I'll play later on. Talking about new music, there's also a new track on the way from Temptress. Great metal band from Sydney. Plus, we'll check out the heavy metal icon who is coming to Australia for a spoken word tour. But right now, let's kick it off with this one. Haven't played a cover in a long time, so I'm going to get on this one from Brisbane's A Breach of Silence. They're covering the weekend's classic Shameless on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Say louder, say louder. Who's going to love you like me? Like me? Touch you like me, like me. Ooh, said you wanna be good, but you couldn't keep your composure. Ooh, said you wanna be good, but you're begging me to come over. Ooh, come over. Ooh, saying who's gonna fuck you like me? Yeah! 
The brand new single for Perth band Daybreak, A Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. They are slowly making a name for themselves in the Australian heavy music industry, but doing big things in the process. Keep an eye on them, guarantee you they'll be big in a few years' time. Buongiorno, it's Nikki from Pagan, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. They've gone from dominating big sound last year to touring Australia, doing big things in 2018, and it's only set to get bigger from here. Pagan are the band. Their new album, Blackwash, comes out on Friday, July 6th, and Nikki joins me now. Mate, you shitting bricks yet or what? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I'm definitely more excited than scared, but I would be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit scared. It's just a bit of the fear of the unknown, really, mm. because it's our debut album, so I have yeah. no idea what to expect, and I don't know how people are going to receive it. Look, I think we're safe to say that people are going to enjoy it, because we've loved what you've put out so far, and do you find yourself having to, you know, prove to people that you're not just a one-hit EP uh, band, you know, you can back it up with a debut album that's going to be as good, <laughs> if not better, than the original? Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, People have been great so far and have been super supportive, so we've been incredibly lucky. But also we put in such hard work. And with the album, we're all really happy with it. So I guess as long as we know we've done all that we can, the rest of it, it doesn't matter so much. I really want people to like it. I hope it does really well, but I'm just proud of what we've done as a band. You know, you always hope that it's going to do great, but if it doesn't, we know we've done all we can. We've had, you know, some feedback so far and it's all been really positive. So I'm just really excited more than anything to show people what we've worked on. And I think there's a few curveballs in there that people will be like, whoa, I didn't expect that, but (laughs) in a good way. Yeah, well, let's talk about it, okay? The EP that came out, it was just fucking phenomenal. Uh, The Book of Spells was what it was called. Imitate Me was fantastic. It got players on Triple J, left, right and centre, and pretty much positioned you guys as a heavy band to watch moving forward. Obviously, on the back of that, how different are we looking for this album? Is it going to differ far from the EP, or are you still keeping those heavy elements with a few surprises, like you said? It's definitely similar. It's got still, you know, elements of black metal, so there's a couple of blast beats in there, and then there's still that real pagan sound, which is like the dance beat. But um, a lot of the vocals, I really try to push myself out of my comfort zone. And I find that with, with heavy music, and I love heavy music, there's always a risk of it becoming a little bit repetitive. You know, it can just become a lot of the same stuff, especially with an album with 11 songs. So I made it a pact to myself to not allow it to become repetitive and therefore create a lot of really dynamic vocals. And the guys did that instrumentally as well. We all really collaborated on it too, so it's still definitely got that pagan sound, but I think it's um, a step ahead of anything you would have heard before. All right, well, let's ease into this interview with uh, the first sample, the very first song that we heard from the album, Death Before Disco on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
The first single from Pagan's new album, Blackwash, Death Before Disco. Nikki from the band joining me now. I'm guessing by the title of that song, we're not going to catch you in an EDM nightclub anytime soon. <laughs> Do you know the irony of the title of the song is that we all as a band really like dance music. Um, we actually called it that because Dan, he... Him and Dave kind of name all of the songs after I create all the lyrics. And um, Dan, like, he did a little bit of a search around and was kind of, like, thinking of, like, a good name for the song, something to do with disco. And then he um, did a little bit of research into the 1970s when disco became really big. And he found that all these, like, punks and metalheads who were anti-disco were... Um, wearing like patches with Death Before Disco on them and t-shirts. So we wanted to do it as a bit of a homage to like old metalheads. Right, yeah. A little bit tongue-in-cheek because obviously Pagan bring the dance (laughs) to the the hardcore scene. Uh, Let's talk about that for a second. Okay, so obviously one of the biggest things that happened this year was when you scored the East Coast Support Tour for Rise Against. Firstly, we haven't spoken since then, so congratulations for that. Um, Thank you so much. Secondly, you've changed my perception of live shows because you were the very first woman or performer or anyone I've ever seen on stage drinking red wine from a bottle while singing. That takes fucking guts. <laughs> really? It's incredible. I've never seen it before. Wow. That actually is um, a huge compliment because that is definitely a signature pagan thing. And it's really weird. Some of my friends' bands, after I started doing it, have now started doing it as well. <laughs> yes. And I love it. I'm like, everyone should do it. It's the best <laughs> idea. You just get really, by the end of the set, you're then like as drunk as everybody else. Yes. I don't really drink much before I play. I don't want to be <laughs> drunk. So then by the end of the set, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm on the level now. We can all party. But yeah, the Rise Against Tour was absolutely ridiculous. It was like a dream come true. None of us had ever even thought we would be able to play a stadium show, let alone a run of them. And Rise against are genuinely the nicest, most supportive Mm. people and they're incredibly supportive of women in music and I had a few chats with them about like some bands to listen to so hopefully they actually took that on board and get some good uh, taste in music after that. (laughs) Well, look, hopefully they can look at your band as well too and bring you forth in future whether they have tours over in the States or overseas where they need a support act and one of the things that I loved from that tour was uh, you made the news or you made headlines when uh, you put your stance against uh, Margaret Court because of obviously her shit out of date beliefs and her, you know, her fucked up ways of living life. Yeah. What I loved was you're a band who's upcoming and normally around this time, bands who have only been around for a couple of years, they tend to tiptoe around topics and things like that. But you straight up said you don't fucking support what she says. You call marriage equality arena what we call it too. And for me, I take my hat off for you for being able to do that and, you know, have this voice of the fans and the people in the LGBT community who, who don't have this voice and, and, you know, turn to bands like you and musicians like you who, you know, can speak for them in that situation. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, not having to repeat myself, but I'm just an old so I'm happy that I said what I said. But also, like, you know, if you've got a microphone, you do want to be able to say things that other people might not have the chance to say. And I do often get, um, especially women coming up after our shows, saying that they really appreciate seeing me up there and, like, speaking on behalf of 
you know, these minorities because, yeah, they, they might never get the chance to do it. So I think it's really important when you've got a microphone to say what you really believe in and hopefully make a change. And those little things can help towards the change, you know, such as a gender imbalance in this music scene. Hopefully, you know, those little moments are making um, improvements for yeah. the future. Oh, de- definitely. I mean, just over the past year, I-, I guess you could say, the amount of bands who have come out and spoken in support of just the whole women in the music industry thing, it's definitely taken it from something that was just, you know, not spoken about or, you know, briefly mentioned here and there to this is actually uh, a topic of conversation that needs to be brought up. This is something that needs to be addressed and you can't go a week or two without someone mentioning it. And I think that's one of the great things about music and women like yourself in the industry who uh, have a seat of power who can do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. With discussion comes change. I never want to be one to force my beliefs on anybody, but if it's opening it up for discussion, then it's really healthy and it needs to happen. It's at the time now that it really needs to happen. And, you know, a lot of other women in the music industry are doing really great things about it. And I want to be one of them. And I, I want to bring change because I'm really over the cock basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we wholeheartedly support what you're doing, where you're going and what you're doing in the process. But back to the music, though. Uh, you've got a new single out at the moment right now called Silver. For those who haven't had the chance to hear this one, what's it all about? Um, I basically wrote it about being in a relationship I was really unhappy in. The whole album actually is about a breakup, essentially. This song in particular is about when you get to that time in a relationship and you're really not good for each other and you genuinely bring out the worst in each other and you become a little bit um, vicious and venomous towards each other and just say things that are quite wrong, but you just remain together because you're comfortable. So it's basically around that and the conversation that never comes that should have come a long time ago. All right, well, let's get that on right now and hopefully maybe change a few people's minds about the current relationships they're in that they shouldn't be. This is Brand New Pagan. It's called Silver on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
The brand new single for Pagan, it's called Silver on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. The new album, Blackwash, comes out July 6th via EVP Records. They're hitting the road on August 11th. Now, Nikki, just a moment ago, you said that the new album is pretty much about a breakup. Now, is it the kind of breakup where you go out partying afterwards or the breakup where you sit on the couch eating ice cream? Um, It was a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. When we started writing the album, I was going through it and... The writing of the album, actually, without sounding like a total wanker, it was really therapeutic for me. I went into it writing all this really heavy stuff and I was grieving and I was, like, pretty sad and a total anxious mess. And then writing it really helped me come out on the other side, seeing it in a different light and being totally content and really happy with the decisions I'd made. So the album in itself, it kind of explores the grief and then the middle ground and then the happy ending, so to speak. I'm not in a linear way, but, you know, the album explores the grief and the coming out of it okay. My favourite albums have always been ones that have explored similar themes when it's like a really personal struggle almost with the songwriter. And I've gotten the most out of that as a listener. So I hope that people out there who listen to Blackwash get a similar thing out of it. At least one person, I hope. Well, could you technically say this is like a heavy metal version of Taylor Swift? (laughs) I would never, ever want to wish that upon myself. But if people want to compare it to that, I really hope they don't because she's a Donald Trump supporter. But uh, if they want to compare it to, um, you know, some love song that they've heard, some love album that they've heard, I'd be more than happy for them to do that because it basically is what it, that's what it is. It's a breakup album. All right. So if you've gone through a breakup, this is something that you're going to listen to. You're going to eat ice cream and then you want to go out and go jump in a mosh pit and start throwing down. Yeah, or go to um, uh, Italian disco. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, the headline tour, this is the first time you guys are hitting the road uh, doing your own shows like this. How are these going to differ from the shows you've done recently? or what can we expect on these ones? Well, I mean, it's our first ever headline tour. So, number one, it's going to be totally pagan. It's just going to be heaps of dance beats. It's going to be super heavy. It's going to be a party. I'm just really excited to do our first ever headline tour and we're just going to bring the Italian disco. All right, you're bringing that. Do we bring the red wine in that case? Hell yeah. Cannot wait. The tour kicks off August 11. The album's out July 6. Get yourself a copy. Nikki from Pagan, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. We look forward to seeing you at the show.
Brisbane Sensei on Wall of Sound up against the wall. They're playing the Dead of Winter Festival over the weekend with a stack load of other bands like Ocean Grove, Polaris, Friends of Rom, Pagan and so much more. Talking about shows, the Polaris Regional Tour kicks off on July 12 in Hobart. They're going to be playing shows all up Australia's east coast and bringing along Justice for the Dam with them too. The boys in DZ Deathrays are also celebrating 10 years as a band, believe it or not. They only just wrapped up a sold-out bloody lovely Australian tour across the country, and they're going to be returning later on this year with Pup from Canada. That anniversary tour kicks off on September 13 in Frio, before making its way across the country. Scott Ian from Anthrax and the Damn Things is also making his return to Australia. You can check out all the details on those tours at wallofsoundau.com. I'll let you know a bit more about Scott Ian's spoken word to us soon, but a band we wish would get back together again and start touring is Heaven the Axe. They had so much potential and uh, just aren't doing the band thing at this point in time. So as a tribute to the band, I want to get on their track, Get Your Devil to Do It. This is Heaven the Axe on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Hi, this is Genevieve from Temptress, and this is our brand new song, Run, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
the brand new single for Sydney metal band Temptress on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. It's from their forthcoming album Rapture, which comes out on October 1st this year. And they've got some shows coming up, which they're going to announce very soon. Keep an eye on wallofsoundau.com for all of those details. But right now, talking about metal, let's get into this legend. What's up? This is Jazz from Devil Driver. You're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. He's Devil Driver are back, but not as you know it. Their new album, Outlaws to the End, is out Friday, July 6th, and it's a covers album. I've got Dez from the band now to uh, talk all about it. But firstly, Dez, let me say congratulations on being the very first person to make me enjoy country music. Ah, I love that, man. We're hearing a lot of that, so thank you so fucking much. And this is why we did it, because those outlaw country guys wrote some of the most incredible stories and some of the most poignant lyrics on the planet. So that's good to hear from you. Look, let me go back. I've had a love-hate history with uh, country music. There's a couple of songs that get through, and we've got a couple of artists down here in Australia who do big things, but I just can't get behind them. However, when you turn a country song into a metal song, all the negativity goes away, and it just becomes something beautiful. Is, Is that the idea that you went into the studio hoping to make well there you go i mean look somebody uh was doing an interview with me yesterday and they said oh we don't know how you did this man you took these two genres they're like two school buses crashing head on but the (laughs) fire is beautiful so i said you know what exactly look we wanted to take guys from four different genres heavy metal gothic rock like wednesday 13 outlaw country like john carter cash and hank three guys from the punk rock genre like legendary leaving the singer of fear and come together and try to do this and do it right i find myself explaining more to the people in the UK or in the EU that if you come to America you go to a heavy metal concert a heavy metal backstage gig you'll hear Pantera into Slayer into Johnny Cash right into Willie Nelson and nobody really bats an eye no one goes like well who put that up right or when you say to somebody hey do you like country music they're like nah I hate country music it's like do you like Johnny Cash oh I love Johnny Cash so I think what people are saying is and I'm saying the same thing I hate pop I hate pop country these outlaw cats are the lemmies Let me give you a little lesson. These guys are like the lemmies of their genre. They were the guys that didn't skew their art for monetization to get on the radio. They did songs because they did them. And if they got any kind of accolades or anything out of it, it came just straight straight from the art. And this is why that uh, I like I like these cats, man. I'm a lover of all music. Uh, I have as much in common with Bauhaus as I do Black Flag as I do Black Sabbath. So for me, tackling this was like, let's do something that's never been done. Let's do something that should have been done a long time ago. And let's really pay homage to how much metal and outlaw country are listened to together in America. And, and there you go. Now you got outlaws till the end. And it's incredible to actually see how well it works. And going back on what you were saying before, I mean, you, you don't like pop, but there's so much pop artists that come through that are, you know, expendable. But you look at country artists, you know, their songs stand the test of time. And whether it be a situation of you not liking it at first, you may come around and get into it in your 20s, your 30s, and then get into something else in, later on in life, that kind of thing. But it's just one of those genres that's always there in the background. Definitely. Look, just I, I felt I felt like this. People that don't like country, don't like outlaw country, cool. You can live with that. But you need to hear the storytelling. You need to hear the lyrical content. If I can deliver you that lyrical content or those stories in a format which you love, if you love jazz and I gave it to you in a jazz format, now you're going to fall in love with those artists. You're going to start going to those artists and seeing what I've seen all of my life with guys like Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. I mean, I've been wearing a Johnny Cash shirt on stage almost 20 years. I've been getting hassled for it. 
but now it's like become like the cool thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've always I've, I've always been the guy that backs whatever music I like and whatever genres I like, and fuck whatever anybody else thinks. And and I think that's the way to live your life. Fantastic mentality to live by. Let's get on that Johnny Cash cover right now. This is Ghost Riders in the Sky by Devil Driver on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Devil Driver's rendition of the Johnny Cash classic on Wall of Sound up against the wall featuring three very special guests on that one. Lamb of God's Randy Blythe, Johnny's family too, John Carter and his wife Anna Christina. Obviously, Des, uh, they were big fans of the uh, rendition that you put out in order to feature on it. Yeah, they were. John Carter Cash is a huge heavy metal fan. He says that heavy metal actually saved his youth. So I pull up to the Cash Cabin uh, in Nashville, 
the first hour, all John Carter wanted to do was talk about his love for heavy metal. He showed photos of when Johnny Cash took him to go see Ozzy and pictures of Johnny Cash all in black with these big black Tom Martins on up past his knees. Like it was a wonderful meeting of the minds. And all I wanted to do was talk about my love of these outlaw artists, my love of his father's music. And he said something that was very interesting to me. He, he said, hey, my father would have loved this. And I said, well, how do you know? And he said, well, he covered Nine Inch Nails Hurt. So he did it the other way around. Ah, yeah, true. And I, and I went, oh, shit, he did. He did it the other way around. So it might have been like, hey, you may not love Nine Inch Nails because you're a Johnny Cash fan, but maybe you hear Hurt, and now all of a sudden you're a fan of Nine Inch Nails. So this is what we're doing, but we're doing it the opposite way. Look, that rendition he did, not, not to say the Nine Inch Nails one wasn't good, but I love that rendition of Hurt. It's just, just such a beautifully emotive version of the song. But in saying that, if you could have any artist, living, breathing, country, whatever, come one of your songs who would it be and what song would you choose oh glenn danzig it could be anything he wanted it's uh, <laughs> it, was my, it was my hero when i was younger i would be driving in my car two hours back and forth to work because i was a bricklayer and i'd be listening to that first danzig record with mother and she rides on it you know what i mean and i would just be i'd watch tour buses go by and everything i'd be like man one day i'm gonna be in a band and my first tour was with Danzig. I was actually out with Coal Chamber and a band called Downset. We had done two shows. We were at a place called the Trocadero in Philadelphia. I was playing in front of like 10 people. I looked up in the balcony. I saw what looked like a guy that looked like Glenn Danzig. I wiped my eyes off because I'm on stage and I'm thinking this is this is not true. That can't be Glenn Danzig. Ten minutes later when I get off stage, he comes backstage, he tells me he's getting rid of Power Man 5000 off of his tour, he wants Cole Chamber to join his tour, we became instant friends, that was wow. my first tour around the world, and so yeah, I would have Glenn, and because Glenn also wrote a song called 13 for Johnny Cash that Johnny covered, so this is kind of a little three-way that I would say like, yeah, I, I would like Glenn to cover a song. <laughs> Look, a fantastic menage a trois you got there. Uh, and if Glenn's there you listening, go, get him involved with this, get him to give you a call. Uh, this album is incredible. There, there are cameos galore, like you said before. There's Brock Lindo, Wednesday 13, Burton C. Bell, Mark and Randy from Lamb of God. Uh, who was the biggest diva to work with? Nobody was a diva. Everybody was fantastic. The first person that I called was Glenn Danzig, and Danzig said that he would do it, but he got caught up recording and with the Misfit shows. So everybody that I either approached wanted to do it and couldn't or, or absolutely said, let's do it. And nobody put their hand out for money. Nobody was a diva. As long as I provided you know, plane flights to wherever they needed to go or provided whatever they needed to go, then it's a good deal. Uh, you know, For me, it was like, Nobody was a fucking diva. And let me tell you that watching people track, that was the best part of it. Watching Lee Vin track, Lee Vin track, watching Randy track. Like these were like watching John Carter Cash track at the Cash Cabin. These are moments that uh, are on par with some of the best in my life over a 25-year career. And look, it's a fantastic story to tell behind it as well. With the album itself, you got one of the original songwriters, Hank Williams III. Uh, he was the only one to join you on his original song. Did the other guys turn you down? Did Willie say no or they just couldn't uh, make it into the studio? No, I didn't ask Willie, and I'm definitely going to ask him for volume two, but I knew he was out on tour as well because I know his camp. I know the people in his camp. Uh, and it's going to be cool because John Carter Cash will be able to play uh, Whiskey River for Willie, and Willie will be able to hear this version, and then when we tackle volume two, perhaps he'll get on it. Excellent. Well, let's get on that first song that kicks off the album, Country Heroes by Devil Driver and Hank Williams III. This is Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
from Devil Driver's forthcoming album Outlaws till the end, volume one. It's out Friday via Napalm Records. Jess from the band still joining me. Mate, as the title suggests, and as you mentioned before, this is volume one. Would you consider doing a different genre for volume two or just obviously stick to country and outlaws? We're going to stick with Outlaw for sure on this. And the only reason we slapped a volume one on is because so many people called us prior to turning in the volume one that we were like, oh, man, we've got a lot of guests already wanting to do volume two. And two or three of them were like in the biggest bands in the planet. So we stuck a volume one on there and let's see what happens. Look, the, the thing that's so interesting about this album as well, too, is you could take it on tour. You could hit up places like Nashville and like bring in the country community to check out what you're doing. And also, you know, they're, they're kids who could be in the heavy metal as well. So it's something that's fun for the whole entire family and will offer something different for fans who have stuck with that genre for years. Absolutely. And, you know, there's something, like I said, there's something about those lyrics and those bands that they're just, they're visceral, they're, they're volatile, and they're violent. Even though it's it's country music, it's got some real volatile moments. I'm glad that we could do it Devil Driver style, bring it to the masses, and give people something different to listen to this summer and crank up with their friends. All right. You've uh, covered country songs, but you can't exactly be classed as a country singer until you get through this quiz I've got. Are you ready to tackle this and see how country you really are? Oh, uh, let's go, brother. Okay. All right. The first question. The country music capital in Australia is where? Is it Budgerwoy or Tamworth? Ooh. I'm going to go with the second one. Tamworth? Yeah. That's correct. I've heard that somewhere because I I know a bunch of country artists that come from that town or that place. So, okay, keep going. I'm uh, one for one. All right, second question. Lee Kernigan is a famous country musician from which country? Lee Kernigan. Well, you're talking to me from Australia, so is he from Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have put more thought into these fucking questions. <laughs> all right, question number three. What makes a better country song? Singing about losing a girlfriend or losing a dog? Oh, definitely losing a dog. I've lost girlfriends all day long. I don't give a fuck. When you lose a dog, you're done. Yeah. Mate, you're a country hero. Uh, the brand new album is coming out on Friday, Outlaws to the End, Volume 1. If you like country, if you like metal, this is something for absolutely everyone from Devil Driver. Dez Fafara, thank you very much for the chat, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me, and I want everybody to crank this thing up. It's a perfect Saturday afternoon jam. <laughs>
Sound up against the wall with Brownie.
Madhouse by Anthrax on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And guitar legend extraordinaire and the man with the greatest goatee in the business, second to Kerry King. Scott Ian is making his return to Australia for something a little bit different. He's going to be doing a spoken word tour. Now, metal fans would know that Henry Rollins did this recently and he goes about the country talking about stories from his life. Scott Ian has plenty to talk about, including his time in Anthrax, the side project The Damn Things, and also his appearances in The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. The tour kicks off in Adelaide on September 24 and makes its way around the East Coast, wrapping up in Brisbane on October 1st. All the ticketing details can be found at wallofsoundau.com, just click on that touring page. But a band making their way back to Australia in October is Killswitch. They're going to be opening for Parkway Drive on their Reverence Tour. So right now let's get on a track from those guys. This is In Due Time on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Up. It's Dre and Al from Hellions. And this is Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. In these corners like a king's blind with respiring rags, I study phonetics, subtleties of facial expressions. Where we happy here, how will it end? We got a song that made it go to friends, and the red dirt black. Play a coming player in the kid, steals in me. A thought, a dream, an inability to remain happy, to be content. Cause there's nobody else that I'd rather torment I want you to do all the things that I gotta do To walk with a devil in his stomach like you used to turn to wrap up the podcast this week that's a brand new song for Sydney's Hellions. It's called Furrow and it's from their forthcoming yet to be announced album. The boys are heading overseas very soon. They've got a couple of shows when they get back so hopefully that's when we finally hear about this elusive album that they've been teasing since January. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. Don't forget to like it, subscribe it, rate it, and share it around. Tell your mates about it. And join the Wall of Sound community at Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At this point in time, no podcast next week, but I am working on something very special I can't wait to share with you. In the meantime, though, a great Australian musician releases her album next week, her debut album. So I want to get on the brand new single that Amy Shark has with Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. If you like your music a bit 
softer or know someone who does, make sure you go out there and support this fucking legend. She's been going at it for so long and I can't wait to see what she's got. This is the collaboration of the year, in my opinion, so far. Amy Shark and Mark Hoppus with Psycho on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie, I'll catch you very soon. I can tell that you're upset right now Think you're being a little dramatic, babe Take me for a walk outside your house Baby, you're on fire, let me help Cause I wanna know Not because I'm psycho Just because I care a lot And I touch you the way I do Cause I'm falling in love with you And I don't do this every day I can feel your eyes across the room Stops my heart Beat every single time And you're talking to some guy that I once knew What was that look when you both said goodbye? goodbye. I ask you cause I wanna know Not because I'm psycho, just because I care a lot Touch you the way I do Cause I'm falling in love with you And I don't do this every day I ask you cause I wanna know Not because I'm psycho Just because I care a lot And I touch you the way I do Cause I'm falling in love with you And I don't do this every day Just because I care a lot And I touch you the way